Macworld Podcast number 391 for January 22nd, 2014. Brought to you by Ting, mobile that makes sense. Welcome to another Macworld Podcast. I'm Chris Breen. If you've been invested in the Apple community for a while, you may be wondering to yourself, hey, it's January. Isn't Macworld iWorld or Macworld Expo, if you go back that far, supposed to be happening around now? In the past, yes, but the show has moved to March, which is closer than you think. So close, in fact, that I thought it would be a good idea to catch up with a guy who runs the thing, Paul Kent, to talk about what we can expect. Let's do that now. I'm joined by Paul Kent, who is the Vice President and General Manager of Macworld iWorld. Thanks very much for being here, Paul. Great to be with you again, Chris. So I understand there's going to be a show again this year. It's starting to come up fast now that we're through the holidays. Uh, we've got about 10 weeks left for our March 27th to 29th show. Okay. And days of the week, just so people who haven't got their calendar in front of them? Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It's a different time of year. Normally, it happens in January. This year, we've moved it, Yeah. You know, ever since we left that first week of January, which we were in forever, um, we left that because there was a lot of pushback from from developers who it was hard to get their products ready for that first week of January. It was not quite as convenient with people getting back to school. So once we had the opportunity to leave that week, we've always been looking in this first quarter for weeks that work for the show that are available in Moscone. I mean, San Francisco is a pretty popular convention town. It's not like you can just take whatever week you want. So we've been working with uh, the Moscone Center every year, and we always look for the most optimal dates that we have. This year, this end of March is nice because it's a, you know almost a full quarter away from the exhibitors who are planning for CES, um, and uh, it's away from everything. So, uh, And we're definitely seeing a big uptick and pre-registered attendance so far. So it looks like this is going to be a good year in terms of dates that work for people in a good way. Okay, and which Moscone is it at? Oh, this year we're moving from the West Hall, which we've been in from several years. We're now in the North Hall, which is, for those who have been there before, it's the hall that you take the long escalator down, you know, under the ground, uh, the big exhibit hall and, and conference rooms that are right there. Okay, and how many levels is that? Is it a couple of levels? We're all on one level. All one level. Okay, yep. that's nice and convenient. Absolutely. So what's different about this year? Well, the main thing that the, the two things that are that evolve every year that are important. The show is the star of the show is always great products. And so, you know, the exhibitors that are signing on early, we've already got about fifty iOS developers for our Appalooza, our App Garden area. Uh, many of them are first time to the show. Uh, we've got a lot of new exhibitors that are coming into the show um, to show different types of products, uh, accessories, software, um, utilities. So there's a lot of different types of exhibitors. So I think that it, it'll be exciting. That, exi- that attendees going to have a chance to interact with lots and lots of new products, particularly lots and lots of new apps. But in the conference side, it's been a very busy year in the Apple market. There's been a new version of OS X, Mavericks. There's a new version of iOS, iOS 7. Um, all the iLife apps have been updated. All the iWork apps have been updated. A lot of the professional apps have been wor- updated. So a lot of our conference is all about helping people understand what's new, what's changed, what power features are available. So the content is going to be you know, entirely um, revamped a lot of great new things for people to learn. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about the vendors. When you were doing it in January, there was some competition with CES. People had to make a decision. Am I going to go to CES? Am I going to go to Macworld, iWorld? Having this space, has that changed anything about the developers you've talked to? Are they say, no, I'm actually going to do both, and I can actually manage to make this happen. Yeah, there's a couple of exhibitors who, you know, the, the, the time was a particular constraint. You know, even within the same month window was a particular constraint. 
this has made it easier for some of them. The shows, of course, you know, and I've, I've said this many times, the shows are very different. You know, it, it's not an either or for many exhibitors. It's, you know, it's a resources issue. So, you know, we are uh, the home of the Apple product using community. Over 500 members of the worldwide Apple product media come to the show. You know, we have the most fervent fan base of Apple use, product users that come to the show. That's different than who's at, at CES. The CES is about um, institutional buyers and, you know, a different type of media opportunity and, and those types of things. So it, 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 they're different audiences. And, you know, when we explain this to exhibitors who may confuse the two, um, you know, it seems to make sense. Exhibitors could always do both if they wanted to. Sometimes CES was such a resource suck, and CES is a very, very large show that requires a lot of attention. Sometimes, you know, that would just be too much, and that's all that an exhibitor can do is to get all the resources into that. But even when it was in January, those who wanted to do both, you know, would do both. This just makes it a lot easier. To be sure, we've uh, probably had, you know, maybe 10 exhibitors um, who this immediately made it available for them to make the decision. And, you know, our sales team was at CES talking to the exhibitors that were there. I've already had two of the exhibitors that were at CES sign on to come to uh, Macworld iWorld. So there'll be a lot of fresh blood. There'll be a couple of, you know, nice surprises of old companies who are coming back. Canon just uh, re-signed for the show. Yeah, so, you know, we love having Canon at the show. And uh, Canon HP are some of the bigger manufacturers who are available at the show. So, yeah, it'll be a very interesting, robust mix of, uh, of products for people to experience. Okay. Well, some of the feedback I heard from CES is that, again, when you talk about sort of Apple-related areas, it was cases, 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 and people are still apparently making money on cases. Yeah. Have you sort of leached off a lot of those people? So now they're going, yeah, we did the CES for the buyers there, and so that when people come to Macworld iWorld, they're not going to wander in and go, wow, it's case world. Well, it's a particularly touchy subject for many, but I'm going to turn the question around for you. All right. When you walk into an Apple store, other than the beautiful Apple products, when you look at the third-party products, what is the most predominant category of products that you see in an Apple store? You know, actually, that entire right wall, I think, is cases. Cases. A large part of the ecosystem that is driving the third-party market now in the Apple market is cases, batteries, and those types of utilities. That's just a matter of fact right now. And we certainly have our share of those. But we do a lot of really smart, intelligent things. You know, we built this app garden area. We call it Appalooza. And uh, we built it purposely to attract app developers to come to the show. And remember, there's app developers that are all sizes of companies. You know, one person, five person, 50 person. You know, we were talking to Smule the other day. is now up to 75 people, which is fantastic. But we made it as easy as possible for app developers to come. Um, so we build these kind of uh, custom-built things where the app developers don't know have to, have to know anything about trade shows uh, they don't have to do anything about shipping or unions or a lot of the things that go with the technicalities of participating in a trade show. They can just walk in with their pad or their laptop or their phone, and they're they're demonstrating at Macworld iWorld. So we try very hard to shape the experience of what people see. But it is true. There's a large number of you know people battling for that case dollar out right. there. <laughs> and so. you know, some people are doing some you know interesting and innovative things and. And uh, they all sell at the show. So, you know, it's kind of a fun thing to come. And when you do find, you know, the unique take on what, you know, a carrying case or, you know, battery replacement is, you can usually get it there for a, a great discount. So I've said this as long as I've been involved with the show. Macworld iWorld is a mirror on what's going on in the broader Apple products market. Right now, there's still a lot of utility companies battling it out to see who can provide the best value for customers or find unique niches. And, and the show continues to be that mirror 
but we do do our part to shape the audience. Our customers tell us all the time, our attendees, that what they want is software. And so we've gone out and made it as attractive and easy as possible for software developers to come and meet Apple product users. So I want to talk a little bit about software and the uh, areas for Mac software as well as iOS software. So in the past, you had sort of this um, iOS area, right, where people would share a kiosk of some kind and they would have half of it or a quarter of it or something like that. Is that the same for Mac app developers We've as well? them into one area. Okay. I mean, and a lot of Mac developers now have iOS complements to their desktop products. And so it just really made sense. We call it Appalooza. Uh, there should be about 150 app developers that will be there this year iOS and or OS 10 all combined into one nice area. And what's the kind of mix? Is there more iOS than uh, than Mac app or even, or are a lot of them just doing both? Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's probably 60-40 iOS to, to, uh, to Mac OS 10 apps. Okay, and it's the same kind of setup or they're at a kiosk and they're, and they're sharing the area and people can get in and walk kind of down the, the hall. If they can get in there, I mean, the thing with those iOS areas in the past, and I guess Mac OS, is that, wow, those things get packed because people see a cool product they haven't seen before. Or, and I think this is even more interesting, is they've got an iPhone, they've got that person's product on their phone, and they want to talk to the developer either because they're a fan or they've got a suggestion. So people are like three deep sometimes talking to some of these developers. Yeah, absolutely. That's part of the fun of that area is that you actually get to meet the guy who wrote the product in most cases. Um, you can get product suggestions. You can get you know tips for how to use the product in unique ways. So that that whole vibe, that whole culture in the Appaloosa area, is really one of the most exciting parts of the show. But and again, people love apps. They love finding cool apps, um, and being able to talk to the guy who who wrote an app that means something to them is a particularly um, um, meaningful experience for a lot of attendees. So, are there any particular app makers that you want to call out? Um, At the risk of of making the others feel bad that you didn't. Well, yeah. So I don't want to make anybody feel bad, but you know, I love that that uh, Busy Mac comes year after year. I mean, I just people love BusyCal, and it's amazing to me that they built this fantastic business competing with a product that Apple gives away. And it's really a, a huge testament that you know you can even if Apple's in a market, you know, if you build it better and tell a good story about it, and MacWorld iWorld is a great place to start telling that story because there's so many media you know, to pitch the story to, you can actually show attendees where the unique value is. So BusyCal is one of the great ones. Rogue Amoeba is there year after year with their um, with their products, and, you know, we're very happy to have them with us. Um, Riattle is, is a great success story in the iOS 7 area. You know, they do, they do um, document editing apps and, you know, PDF reader apps, and they're really, really useful, and they're really, really well designed, and uh, people have loved discovering them, and they're bringing new innovations this year as well. So those are just three. But like I said, right now there's about 50. There's going to be about 150 when it's all said and done. So there's so much to discover: games, utilities, music apps. You know, there's just all every category in the app store is represented in an interesting way on the show floor. Okay, so on the show floor, other than developers, what other elements are going to be there? We have two stages. So we. Macworld IRL is a very programmatically rich show, um, meaning that there's a lot of things for people to do. So with your expo-only pass, if you decide you wouldn't want to attend the conferences, you just want to go on the expo floor, we have two great stages. One um, is hosted by our friends at Macworld Publications called the Macworld Live Stage. And there are um, interesting interviews. Um, A lot of the feature presenters that we have um, in the conference side, they may do their technical um, presentation, their educational presentation, but then they'll go over and get an interview on the Macworld live mm-hmm. stage that you can sit and listen to the interview and, and, uh, and, and in most cases meet the, uh, meet the subject. 
So um, that stage is really cool um, and a lot of interesting things. And you zany guys over there at the pubs, you know, make it very entertaining and very engaging for people. And and uh, and it's been a huge, it's been a huge part of the show for the past five years, and uh, people love it. So it's if you want to take a break from walking the show floor, if you want to meet your favorite Macworld editor, you know, that's a great place to do it. So that's one stage, and then we have another stage that we're building. That's called second stage, and on that second stage, there'll be combination of um, community podcasts so some of the better known podcasts around the mac industry will be doing live shows there we'll have performances we have some great music things that we're lining up so there'll be um you know some some cultural things as well and so there's just interesting things to do on the show floor in between or surrounding the times that you're looking at the new products Cool. Well, and I'm particularly glad that uh, Macro Live Stage is going to be on the show floor again. We were, I think, last year we were up in the um, Live uh, Zone. Yeah, yeah, the Live Zone, which was which was interesting, and it was a great venue because it was actually kind of quiet up there. And it was, but I think on the show floor, there's more of the excitement, kind of the buzz that you get from the uh, show floor. It's a good traffic area. I mean, so people can, after kind of trudging the halls for a couple of hours, they can just take a load off and they can get some really great content. And I, I understand there are even going to be some couches over there. So I have been promised couches. So please do come by and take a load off. It's just a lot of fun. I mean, again, the approach to to running that stage is very much a... Um, uh, it's it's like the personality of the Macworld publications. I mean, it's it's smart and direct and comfortable, and it just people love it. So I'm looking forward to it again this year. And then, what about the main stage? So the main stage is part of the conference program, and on the main stage, we've got um, a lot of unique content. And the way the way that we kind of design the content, and it, it the people love the Macworld Iwell conference. We get consistently year after year. Our ratings are about a four point two to a four point four out of a five scale, which is really, really positive feedback from the attendees that they love the educational content, they love the qualitative content. And what I'd like to tell people is that there's two lines, you know, don't cross the beams. Well, in this in this case, we try to cross the beams. One beam is find really smart people, and the second beam is find people who are really good on stage. A lot of times you can be one or the other. Right. We want people who intersect. And um, so this year, you know, we have on the live stage well, one of the things, again, working with our with the Macworld editors, um, a lot of the favorite features of the publications are brought to life on the stage. So um, we have Rapid Fire, we have the Help Desk, we have um, we have iOS seven tips and tricks. So you know we're going to be covering a lot of ground, answering a lot of questions, and getting people a lot of information to get more out of their Mac and out of their uh, iOS device. So that's pretty cool. And then we've already announced our first keynote, and we're really excited to have Robert Scoble commonly referred to as the father of blogging, um, uh, has a new book out called The Age of Context. It's all about how as we have these mobile devices and we're out in the world, our mobile devices are collecting a lot of information about us and reporting a lot of information about us. And what does that mean for us as a product user? So we're particularly excited about those types of things. You know, kind of we want to help people dive deep into their Apple products, but one thing we know about our attendees is that they love technology and they're interested in technology. So what does it mean to be a technology user in this broader world? I mean, even in our breakout conferences, we're doing a session on Bitcoins. There's a lot of questions about Bitcoin and you know what does that mean? So we're going to give you some information on that. We're going to look into the NSA um, and Apple relationship. You know, Is there one and, uh, and what does it mean for Apple product users? So there's a lot of really interesting things that are... Um, that are going to be presented in the conference, both stuff that is of specific tactical value for Apple product users and also kind of the big picture about what it means to be a technology enthusiast or just a technology user in this world. 
I'll be back with Paul after this message from Ting, mobile that makes sense. You've heard me say Ting, mobile that makes sense a couple of times now. So what exactly does that mean? It's pretty simple. Ting is a reseller of the nationwide Sprint network. If you have any variety of Sprint phone, including an iPhone 4 or 4S, you can use Ting for your cellular connectivity. And why should you? First, because Ting requires no contracts or ETFs. You own your phone, and if you choose to leave, you needn't worry about paying off a contract. Also, you pay for only what you use, and in almost all cases, Ting's prices are less than what you'd pay under a traditional contract. Your bill is straightforward. You pay $6 a month for each device you have, and then pay for the talk time, messages, and data that you use. And the more you use, the less your minutes, messages, and megabytes cost. Plus, Ting offers great customer support. Almost any Sprint device can make the move to Ting, and you can keep your current number if you like. To get you started, Ting is welcoming Macworld podcast listeners with this special offer. Travel to www.macworld.ting.com, and when you sign up, you'll be given $25 off a new device, or, if you already have a device, that same $25 in service credit. And if you need to back out of an onerous contract, Ting will give you back 25% of your ETF up to $75. Unless you really like flinging money at your current carrier, why wouldn't you give it a try? Again, that's www.macworld.ting.com to check it out. And now back to Paul and Macworld iWorld. So what about the conference sessions to the extent that, let's say somebody came last year or the year before, and they say, yeah, you know, I, I went to the conferences, I got a lot out of them. Am I just going to see the same stuff again? Is it worth my while to do that? Yeah, like I said, there's been so much new in the marketplace this year. 100% of the content is new this year from last year, right? Even even the one or two instances where the topic was is being repeated, it's only if we've worked with the instructor to make sure that the content is completely refreshed. Mm-hmm. So 100% of the content agenda is has been refreshed. Um, um, I, I would say that mostly, you know, there wasn't an iOS 7 last year. There wasn't a Mavericks last year. There's so much to learn about pages, numbers, and Keynote. Um, you know, there's just a lot to learn. And so that that's what you'll find as the essence and the foundation of what the conference agenda is. Okay, and then what about before and after hours? So the after hours um, is a vibrant culture that we are turning over to the third party. I mean, we've hosted some things in the past, but we've really found that people, you know, they like to self-organize. So yeah. whether there are, um, you know, parties at various vendors or various um, websites are hosting, large part of that, people need to stay tuned. They need to be good networkers. They need to ask a lot of questions. But the after hour social culture is a as you make it, right? So, okay. Yeah. So there's no Mac Live thing, or we, you know, we held Macworld Live. You know, we had the great band Little Feet last year, but mm-hmm. not enough people came to it. And when we asked where people were, even people who bought tickets didn't come to it. They just said, "Listen, there's so much to do. I just met this guy in my session. You know, I'm going to go have a beer with him because there's a lot for me to learn." Or, you know, my favorite X vendor is having a party that I'm going to go to. So the social life at Macworld, kind of like in the origins of Macworld, you know, through the years is a large part of that kind of self-aggregating, you know, private party type of thing. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen that pick up a lot in the last couple of years. I mean, so it, it makes sense to me the, that the live thing isn't happening, only because, like you say, I find myself torn to try to get to these things because there's so many other things. going, And it's not just because 
I'm, I write for Macworld, but I think everybody has sort of this calendar that's just packed with stuff to do. And so they find themselves either going to a party or, or meeting up with friends they haven't seen for a long time. Or as you say, they have all kinds of tweet-ups and meet-ups. And so you, you find yourself really running most of the time. Yeah, it's, it's those meet-ups. That's the one place where we'll continue to offer something for attendees to do. So even if you're not very good at um, you know talking your way into parties and things like that, we will host... Um, a, an evening of kind of I'd call them vertical market meetups people of like interest so there'll probably be a filmmakers a photographers meetup um, you know there might be a developer there's actually definitely going to be at least one developers meetup um, uh, the I- Silicon Valley iOS developers uh, meetup group is definitely going to be hosting one of their meetups up, up at Macworld this year okay and then what are the costs for all these various things yep so right now um, until the end of February $25 to get into the exhibit floor and then $30, actually $30 at the door. So the cost on, online is $25. To get to the conference, it's a good deal right now, $275 uh, in advance, $375 if you walk in at the door. So, you know, we're pretty happy that uh, we're offering a good price point. But I've got a special offer to make Macworld readers. If- Ooh, yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's hear what that special offer is. All right. That's the pricing for everybody else, but for our friends who are listeners to this podcast, we've got a really, really good offer for you. So the code is N as in Nancy, D as in Dog, F as in Frank, W as in William, 14, NDFW14. And if you register um, with this code, you can get to the conference for $149. That's another $100 off than even the early price. And it's only a $10 expo pass. So it's a really, really good offer. If we want everybody who's listening to the podcast to get to the show and see all the new products, or if you want to take the conference sessions, we'd love for you to enjoy those as well. So that's about as good a deal. That is as good a deal as you're going to get from us. So that's, uh, that's, that's the way to go. Okay, so where do they go in order to take advantage of that? www.macworldiworld.com. And then you just click on a registration link and then... It'll ask for the code. You put in that code, which is NDFW14, and away you go. And is this a limited time offer? That's right. 48 hours from the when this podcast goes live, which I believe is going to be Wednesday morning. Is that right? It will be Wednesday, which will be, as you're listening, it's today. And if you're listening it on Saturday, you're too late. That's right. So uh, it'll run Wednesday till close of business, end of day on the West Coast on Friday. Okay, great. Okay. And just so people know, what do they get for that conference pass? For the conference, you get all of the main stage um, events and then all of the six breakout rooms. And the full conference agenda is online under the conference tab on the website as well. And so you get all, all the conference agenda. And, of course, you get to go through the exhibit hall as well and see all, everything. So that's kind of our, our soup to nuts. The only thing it doesn't include is if you wanted to take one of our full-day workshops, um, which there are six of them. Uh, they're, they're, you can online and read about them. You can add one of those, but there's no special offer for those. But this will get you into all the conference sessions. There's about 50 conference sessions and all the exhibit floor opportunities. Okay, is there any kind of resource for people who want to stay in town, but they're not sure where to do that? We have travel um, recommendations online. Uh, so definitely on the website, there's a travel tab, and you can you know, see who we have deals with, and you can see who we have travel deals, air and hotel deals. Okay, and then uh, last question. I am uh, I'm somebody else, and I'm thinking of coming, but I need convincing. So... Uh, pitch me. Tell me why, because I'm, I'm, you know, it's really cold right now in Chicago. I'm thinking in, in March it's going to be really nice and warm. I would like to come to San Francisco, but I need some way to tell my boss to pay for this thing. Yeah, the bitch is this. It's the best conference in the world for people who use Macworld iWorld stuff. I mean, the amount, of, the amount of education you can get, the amount of networking you can do with people who really know their stuff. 
and, and for many people, it's often that one magic answer that can pay for that can pay for the use of the trip, um, especially if it's in a professional environment. But um, I, I would say that you come because you want to be the first to experience a lot of the greatest new products in the Apple products market. You want to learn from the very best in the world, the people who think about this stuff all the time, who write about this stuff, who research this stuff all the time. And you want to be amongst a community that is just unlike any other. It's just so fun, so positive, so so embracing. Uh, it's just a fun environment in which to kind of be an Apple product user uh, and, and, again, learn about new products, both see them, touch them, talk to the developers, and, uh, and uh, to learn something that you might not find anywhere else. Okay. Well, I'm convinced. Uh, any surprises that are going to come up in the next couple of months? More announcements to come? Yeah, we're going to have one more announcement for a keynote slot and then one other very, very cool along the lines of new products. We've been partnering with this group in San Francisco called SF New Tech. It's really kind of the, the home for uh, the tech developer community in San Francisco. And they're running a contest right now to select the six about to break, six products that are about to break brig. Um, they're soliciting, um, um, people are going and demonstrating to them and pitching them and, uh, and they're, um, um, uh, going through the products that have been, um, submitted to them. Um, so six about to break is actually a presentation. You're going to see the results of what they've weeded this down to. And the six about to break, six really key products, uh, is going to be on the second stage at the show. Um, so you'll be able to see these products brought to market. Sometimes some of them are coming to market for the very first time. Some of them may be newish products, but um, SF New Tech and, and, uh, and Miles Wieslander, who's the executive director there, um, are picking the six that are going to be big. So if you like to be around when new products um, um, explode and see how uh, see the birth of them, Macworld iWorld is going to be a great place for that. Cool. You know, I was ready to wrap up, but I have one more question. Because this is around spring break time, uh, there are going to be a lot of students out who are looking for, or maybe their parents are going to be looking for educational content for that. Is there an educational component to the show at all this year? By educational, you mean something for students? Something for students, yeah. Well, I would say that there's one program in particular. There's a couple of programs within our conference that are of interest, but we have two things that I want to bring to people's attention. One is this absolutely wonderful new program called App Camp for Girls. Oh, yeah. So App Camp for Girls was a Kickstarter campaign, you know, founded um, by uh, Gene McDonald and Kelly Guimont, who are in the Apple products community that they wanted to provide resources to help um, young girls learn how to program. And uh, they're going to be doing uh, an instance of App Camp for Girls, a half day, all about the opportunities and a little tease and a little bit of information about the um, about the technical abilities needed to be an app developer and, and how you can how you can learn more. So we're excited about that one. And then also Dr. Bill Wicking is coming over and he's bringing several of his students. So Bill has been um, a presenter of ours for many years. He's been doing a uh, an international competition about student inventions using Apple technology. And he's going to be showing the results of those. Uh, it's called Future Tech and it's part of our conference program and we're excited about it as well. That's excellent. Uh, I've had Bill on the podcast a couple of times and I, I've talked to him. And he really is inspirational uh, as an educator, and I think that alone, you know, it makes it makes it worth getting the conference pass. If you've got a kid, bring him along. Um, if you're a concerned parent, come yourself. If your kid can't make it, because um, I think you're going to go away energized, and and I think students will as well, because I. He, Bill presents a great message for parents, but even for kids, to see what some of his students are doing. Uh, like one of them, did, they did a um, a rapid fire session, and I think what he had, he had like a gyrocopter that he was right. controlling with his brain. Yeah, 
And this is a high school student. And I just thought, wow, there is just some amazing stuff happening here. And, and this is a teacher that can inspire kids to do great things. So He's a great man. He's been part of our faculty for many years, always bringing kind of new ideas and interesting new, new approaches to education. And so he's just a particularly valuable part of our community. And we're really lucky to have him. Well, awesome. Again, Macworld iWorld will be happening in March 27th through 29th, Moscone Center in San Francisco, Moscone North Hall at the Moscone Center in San Francisco, California, USA. Okay, I'm sold. I'm coming. See you there. Okay, thanks, Paul. And that wraps up this episode of the Macworld Podcast, brought to you by Ting, mobile that makes sense. In addition to our sponsor, I'd like to thank Paul Kent and, of course, you for listening. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to drop us a line at podcast at macworld.com. This is Chris Breen reminding you that you can find more Apple, macOS, iOS, and technology news, views, and information at macworld.com. See you around.